Welcome to Sunday on Monday, the best podcast about cannabis banking brought to you by Safe Harbor Financial, proven expertise, pioneering cannabis banking solutions. You can listen any day of the week, but now it's Sunday on Monday. Hey, for episode three, we continue to learn about the original team members that took Safe Harbor Financial from an idea to a thriving brand that has processed over $8 billion in cannabis-related funds since 2015. And before we get to our guest today, Miss Amanda McComb, I had to ask Sunday, hey, tell us a little bit about Amanda. I would consider Amanda quite brave for taking on the responsibility and leaving a steady job at Partner Colorado Credit Union. She was an assistant manager, had a good career ahead of her, and yet she volunteered to work on the Safe Harbor program. And when Kim recruited her, I was a little surprised, but at the same time, Amanda was pretty outspoken and transparent. And I knew that we couldn't just have people who blindly followed what we were doing, but would add criticism where necessary to refine and do it right and persevere through the testing that we had to do. And I think Amanda was that person. As she tested and we were able to refine, she didn't hold back. So I think that she was still quite brave in giving up that career. And it has paid off for her now that she is the VP of the entire program, operationally speaking, while I do the strategic side. She does a great job. She is CAM certified, so she knows her BSA, but she even knows the industry better than anyone other than Kim or myself at this point in time because she has worked in it for so long on so many different levels. Well, I want to bring in Amanda now. Again, you heard Cindy talk about being brave, and it did take some bravery. And so I wanted to ask Amanda, you've got it. You heard Cindy say it. You had a nice job, good career going at Partner Colorado Credit Union. Sunday comes to you one day and says, hey, let's start something new. There are going to be incredibly long hours, and oh, by the way, we might run afoul of the law. Why in the world did you say, okay, let's do it? <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because Sunday's asked me over the years, um, <laughs> why did I say yes? I never had a good answer for her. It was always just, I went with my gut, and my gut was just, okay, let's do this. But the more that I reflect on it, you know, the opportunity to sit in a front row seat and watch an emerging business market is so rare. Just a perfect storm of timing um, for just me personally in my professional career. Um, and the challenge of creating something out of thin air sounded very exciting to me. That thrill of okay, we're going to, you know, do all this and dreaming big. And because nobody wanted to do their dreaming from inside the Englewood Federal Correctional Facility there in Colorado, Amanda told me that it really helped that along the way, Sunday was absolutely and completely transparent with everything. It was methodical. It was very well thought out. It was she wasn't hiding anything from me when she asked. She wasn't hiding anything from our lawyers, our regulators, and, you know, it didn't feel as scary as it sounds. There were times going through the program that it has felt scary, and it still does in many ways because there is always that looming over you. But, you know, I've slept very peacefully knowing that we have done everything that we can to yeah. do this the best way. 
that we can. And, you know, it didn't feel like I was coming into some criminal enterprise. Um, it felt like I was coming into something that was supporting a new market. So. Right. Yeah. She didn't, she didn't say, Hey, uh, Amanda, meet me out back behind the credit union by the dumpster. I've got something to ask you. Correct. It was all on the up exactly. and up. Sunday told me on my national podcast that she knows she knew she had great people around her at the credit union that she recruited for safe Harbor. And she wasn't so much surprised that people said yes, but that they stuck with it, with the unrelenting scrutiny and exams and long hours and just learning as you go. I asked Amanda, why did you stay with it? And did you ever feel like maybe this isn't the thing for me? Um, <clears throat> there have been very few moments where I've questioned if this is right. The, you know, the thing that's very inspiring that keeps a lot of us going is when we started interviewing clients and we started learning about the cannabis industry, there's so many stories of how medically cannabis has helped people with chronic illnesses, children with epilepsy, and there's really personal reasons why a lot of people are in this business. And there was a lot of gratitude from the industry once we started banking and once they didn't have to do payroll and cash. And I had a front row seat to see payroll being done in cash, and it was mm-hmm. epically horrible uh, right. for everybody involved. And so that kind of stuff is, you know, what kept me motivated to continue to help and improve. Under the scrutiny and the examinations, it became a collaborative process, and some of them were very hard, and there were challenging um, conversations and the back and forth, but ultimately, it was really to get a job done and to provide just simple banking for, you know, the cannabis space. And so there was multiple layers. Everything in this industry has multiple layers, whether it's banking, obviously multiple regulations, multiple layers there, and then you add in cannabis, and there's the multiple layers there. So it always, there was always something new to learn. There was always something that we could help with, uh, and that felt very gratifying. And even as we continue with Safe Harbor Financial and pushing to get more things normalized and more things offered to the cannabis space as they become legitimate and as the states really truly prove themselves, you know, it just continues to be rewarding. Well, I know a lot of the people listening to this podcast are in the cannabis industry, not the banking industry. And if you don't think banking is one of the most over-regulated industries on the planet, how else do you explain the fact that banks and credit unions have to have Braille instructions for the blind on the drive-up ATM? And then you add in cannabis, and it makes it that much more challenging with regulations and compliance. Well, if you're outside the credit union marketplace, something else you may not know is that the credit union marketplace prides itself on the cooperative nature of their business, that they help one another. Well, when it came to Safe Harbor, not only did credit unions not help Safe Harbor, they put up obstacles in their way. And so I wanted to ask Amanda, did that help create kind of a us versus the world mentality? Well, first, uh, we knew there was going to be obstacles, obviously. Um, we probably didn't know how many there would truly be. And at first, to be frank, there was no time for us to you know, have any feeling about it. It was just face it, 
overcome it, move on to the next one because they were coming out of the woodwork kind of. And over the years, it created a loyalty or a trust within the team that, you know, we're going to get through what we need to get through. And I don't know that it's really us versus the world. It was just us versus every single problem that was facing us. And on top of that, like I said, we had a front row seat to this emerging market and the obstacles that they were going through seemed to be hitting them even faster than they were hitting us because we were just on the sidelines. And so to really truly focus on, you know, our our problems and our issues when we're seeing all the issues with the regulation, with all the taxes, with, you know, the this impression that the industry is making all this money, which Yes, they are, but they're also spending so much money to keep their licenses, to keep in regulation, and it just, it, it kind of felt like we, it would be offensive if we thought that it was us versus the world when really the cannabis right. space is the one that is going through a lot of right. obstacles, and we're just going through them because we're along along the ride with them. Next, I wanted to ask Sunday, hey, do you have some favorite stories about Amanda since she's been with you since day one? There are several interesting stories about Amanda throughout the last seven years, and (laughs) I think the one that I, uh, you know, feel worse about is forcing her to go to Hawaii with Kim and myself and, and saying we were going to get this job done in one week. And her reward for that, besides all the stress, and it was very hot in August of that year, was getting on the airplane and we were totally exhausted. And I said, well, we didn't have any time to eat dinner, so feel free to order anything you want on the airplane and I'll cover it. I was like... Poor Amanda. She also, you know, endured sitting in booths and realizing we just didn't have time to break and eat very often. So I think that she, again, showed a lot of perseverance and lightheartedness during those times and stuck with it. Good times and bad times, you know, in a startup business, it's like that. And it wasn't just the things that Amanda was doing early on and in the short term. Sunday realized right away that Amanda had tremendous loyalty to this program and was thinking ahead. One of the more enlightening times that I had with Amanda was something that happened when we actually hired in a president to try to relieve me of safe harbor responsibilities. And when we hired this president in and he had uh, the opportunity to speak with all staff and get to know them, He used the example of the pioneers taking all the arrows, and now he was coming in to get the land. And I really didn't think a lot about it, and I wasn't in the meeting, but I remember Amanda coming out of that meeting and saying, we're not taking all the arrows just to give up the land. And I thought, wow, that sure does show her loyalty to the program and playing the long game and and the fact that she's going to persevere to the end and not give up the rewards of the land, so to speak, in this analogy, for somebody else to get those rewards and not see it through. So I was pretty impressed with her, I would say, ire that she drew from that and it just forged her to move farther ahead and, and, and make sure the program was going to be successful. It was very enlightening. Well, Amanda has become a leader in this 
space, this cannabis banking space, and recently attended a cannabis conference, and so I asked her about that. I was. So we were at a, um expo in Michigan, and it was really refreshing to get back and talk to uh, the industry. Um, it's funny because, you know, there is a lot of um, excitement about cannabis banking, but ultimately, you know, I'm most of the time sitting behind the computer doing compliance work, and so it's not <laughs> always exciting to write down. But it, it was nice to get back into the industry and talk with people and kind of, you know, get in touch with where they're going. Because I can see everything behind the scenes, but it was good to get in front of it. And I got the opportunity to speak about cannabis banking and, you know, the opportunity to explain to the industry and those that serve the industries um, why banking is difficult and the Bank Secrecy Act and money laundering and the things that the federal government holds financial institutions accountable for. And this is, you know, why you have higher fees. And there is so much compliance, which the industry, I'm sure, understands because they have their own. And so there, I was just trying to get the word out that, you know, I know it's hard. <laughs> and I know that your banks ask for a lot. And we get very nosy into your business. But it's to protect the financial um, space as a whole, as, along with the safety and soundness of our organization. And we're doing what we can to try and normalize things. Um, but until something happens federally, or even if something does happen federally, it's still probably going to be high risk. So, you know, hang in there with us. And hopefully, um, if there was financial institutions in the room, which there were, so it was nice to see that financial institutions are opening up to at least the conversation or the research or learning about what cannabis banking is. And, you know, there is a way to do this, um, but it is complex. And, of course, we all have personal accountability under the Bank Secrecy Act, and so that's what makes it very personal to um, all of us in the financial space. Well, you heard Amanda talk about being asked to speak at this cannabis conference. She really has evolved into an expert in this marketplace, and Sunday talked about that as well. Amanda's been a rock-solid leader from the start on this program, and a lot of our success is because of the hard work she has done for Safe Harbor. I remember when we started employing new bankers, and she had to train them, and one of the examiners said to, to Amanda, we're afraid you're not going to be able to transfer the knowledge that you have gained about the industry in this program to new bankers, and that worries us in terms of having consistency and BSA and practices and even though we made these procedures tight she was the one who was able to train those new bankers and then train compliance officers so I think that she has done a knockout job in making sure the continuity of knowledge is in the organization and now we have probably 15 to 20 bankers who are on task, and a lot of their knowledge can be attributed to Amanda's perseverance to getting that job done. And I've learned a lot about that in getting to know Amanda on and off the air, and I wanted to thank her so much for joining us on Sunday on Monday. Thank you. It was a pleasure. 
Again, if you're outside the banking marketplace, you may not know that in addition to this podcast, I've hosted my own national banking podcast for 11 years, which focuses on banking. And I used to really bristle when people would talk about banking the underbanked or you know, banking people that couldn't get banking services. What they were really talking about was providing banking services for members, customers, and clients who weren't really profitable. What Sunday and her team have done have provided legitimate needed banking services for people in a legitimate business that couldn't get banking services. The other thing I bristled at was when people would use the word disruption. They would say, oh, I'm a disruptor. And I would say, well, what have you disrupted? Well, I'm talking about disruption. Well, you don't talk about disruption. Disruption is something that actually occurs. It is tangible. And Sunday, Kim and Amanda have disrupted the world of cannabis banking for the better. Just like I said with the interview uh, with Kim Carter, formerly Oliver, was that I am forever grateful for the risk that Amanda took, as I am with Kim, to help implement this program and test this program and refine this program. Without the two of them, there would be no safe harbor program because it took all three of us to get this job done and to move it forward. And I have to say, we're not done yet. No, they're not done yet at all. In fact, I think they're just getting started. I'm so glad we have this podcast to tell a story that candidly, in my opinion, someone who's observed the banking marketplace for over 20 years has not gotten the attention that it deserves in a marketplace that says it values innovation and disruption and doing things that are new. This amazing triumvirate of ladies has taken something that didn't exist and turned it into a thriving business. It doesn't happen all the time. Far more startup businesses and ideas like this fail than ever succeed. Well, thank you for listening to Sunday on Monday, the best podcast about the cannabis banking industry brought to you by Safe Harbor Financial. I heartily encourage you to check out the website. It's right there in the episode description. Proven expertise, pioneering cannabis banking solutions. You can listen any day of the week, but thank you for listening to Sunday on Monday. Until next month, take care, and we'll talk to you soon. And Sunday and Kim and Amanda and the entire team at Safe Harbor continues to stay alive. Stay alive.